You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for the finale of Total Drama Island, or I guess that's the air quotes finale of Total Drama Island, because uh, we still have more episodes coming out, uh, more recapping to do. Uh, I bet you're not used to hearing this voice as I was out last last week, last episode. I don't know when it was released, but uh, I'm back. You can rest easy. Um, I'm not sick. I'm not dying. I don't have a sore throat, but uh, <laughs> my head was shaved, and now I'm back. And I'm excited to talk about episode 26, the last episode, really, um, even though it's not the last episode, really. Uh, <laughs> Total <laughs> Island really does not make podcasting easy, uh, but we'll get through it. My name is Rossi, and I also personify the spirit of the Reject Olympics. And my name is Colin, and Gordy, how am I tired? My name is Ivan, and I'm glad to be here. It's a good day so far. Got a chocolate muffin from Trent, so I can't see anything going wrong from here. And my name is Jared, and do you think I get this windblown look naturally? (laughs) I would say... So many good quotes this episode. I feel like, like even though I joked and said, Jared, I might have taken yours, there were so many good ones that could have been chosen. So I think we all g- kind of covered the big bases. Um, and I was talking to Colin off air before we started this. Um, given the way that Total Drama Island does its finales, we're not going to start the episode by announcing who won. We're going to get to the end of the episode and see if our, our versions of watching the show matched up and see if we have aligned with who we watched win. And we'll see how it goes from there. So we're going to do a normal episode recap, starting with the beginning and kind of working our way through. And then we'll kind of get toward the end and see if uh, we all have the same winner or watch the same person win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold, Harold won mine. Was that the right one? <laughs> No, Katie and Sadie were co-winners. Oh. I was watching the one from Zimbabwe. That's uh, the wrong cut. Let me. I'll, I'll I'll catch up throughout the episode here. Oh, I guess I got the Palau version. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you joke, but this Total Drama <laughs> Island does this. It wouldn't surprise me if they pulled some twist where, like, an eliminated person came back in, like, like if somehow. You know, Trent crossed the line first. Like he he wins. Like I I don't put it past this show. But I mean, it was a little more reasonable than that. But I think we'll get to the end of this uh, episode. The 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 episode is really kind of interesting to start with. I feel like we've seen this a few times in Total Drama Island, especially in the last few episodes, where they're like, I can't believe we made it this far, and like looking back on the past, but I thought this one was a fun way of doing it, like with the total, you know, contrast between Owen saying he loved everything, like I love all the people, the food was so good and 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 everything was amazing and great and and Gwen's like I hated everyone. The food was terrible. I maybe liked two people here. Uh just like the contrast was so good. And then the best bit of the whole thing was that they closed the thing, what am I like best known for? And it's like my personality and that they're both their responses to it. And I just thought that was just so good. Uh, maybe one of the okayest I've been with Owen, you know, this season. Uh, 
not a terrible moment for him. Jared, I don't know if you uh, were groaning at the the Owen scenes in the beginning as well. Um, a little bit. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just Owen. Um, and I don't want to talk about it too much because you talk about every episode. But when Owen branches outside of his uh, uh, fart and fat humor, it's inevitably better. Uh, and this episode was very much uh, back to uh, the roots of the character, let's say, and uh, just reminding everybody how much Owen uh, has farted throughout the season, pretty much. It was really a recap of everything he's done. Like, every fart joke, every burp joke was almost included. Like, every, like, food gag that he could think of. I mean... <laughs> They didn't even have the good nature bits that we had talked so much about throughout the season. Like, that wasn't even included. Yeah, it was definitely the type of Owen jokes we expected throughout this season from the first episode. And I get it's the supposed finale of this season. You gotta have it come full circle. And it wasn't the worst uh, Owen jokes we've had, but it, they are the repetitive themes. Yeah, very cliche, I feel like, for Owen, whereas Gwen was probably a little more character development on this episode than, like, compared to Owen. Mm-hmm. Colin, we, we've you've had a difficult relationship with Owen <laughs> throughout this season. At the end of the day, how do you kind of seeing most of the season at this point? You over the the um the fat and the burp. Uh, well, you know it's interesting because I mean you missed last week's episode. And I th- thought last week we really hit the nail on the head on a couple things. One was I think we were all quite high on Owen and how he was handled. It, it completely played to his character in a creative way. Whereas this week, yeah, we're just getting a montage. I mean, the montage of all the farts and everything. You know, you expect that. That's one thing. I don't think we really got anything fresh out of him. But I don't. I think that we also didn't have a lot of variety with Gwen in this episode. I, th- I think both, they sort of just boiled them down to what they were known for. I mean, the, the way that uh, I think Chris sort of summed it up in the beginning, you know, uh, the brooding untanned alternative artist. I mean, well, that's, you know, kind of the gimmick of her character, but um, there's definitely more that we saw throughout, for her throughout this season. And then the large lovable goofball, <laughs> that's one way of summing them up. Uh, the other thing we hit the nail on the head for last week was um, that you know we have to remember that this show is made at least partly for kids, and I can imagine that if the you know ten and twelve year old viewers of this are going to pick who they want to win, they're probably picking Owen. You know, so it's appropriate that you know we got the the typical repetitive Owen, and I think also in a weird way they sort of you know summed up Gwen in sort of a repetitive way. I think it's just a repetitive way that was more to our tastes. It felt very much like a the bookends, literally, in the sense that they started these characters in the most cliche way at the beginning when everyone's introduced and this is their archetype and stereotype and then now we're, we're full circle. Like, the stereotypes are totally back. Like, 100%. We had every fart imaginable. <laughs> you know, bathroom running scenes, like, you know, and then on the other side, Gwen, total, like, uh, I don't care about this. I hate everyone. Like, you know... Where was this, like, a few episodes ago when she was learning to, like, fall in love with Jeff and, like, and his attitude toward everything, and now she's like, I hate the world. So they've 
kind of reappeared these stereotypes for the last episode, I guess, to to close it out, or I don't know what they were thinking entirely on the writing, but maybe we'll see it change next episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they how the character development, if any, changes for the next episode, but I, I can see, like, your point of why, why they had done it. Yeah, I agree. Owen is what it is. Like, you're not going to... You're going to get some character development from most characters in the series that are given enough screen time, but at the same time, Owen isn't meant to be the deepest character who changes dramatically from one season to the next or from the beginning of the season to the end. And so they had to choose which person they were going to support and kind of sit on the bleachers and the whole kind of bit comes from why do you want to win and, and you know Owen's you know Gwen's like I'm going to put it toward my education and I'm going to be like a, a good person and do whatever and Owen total opposite he's going to throw a rager for everyone and then it's going to be a total party and everyone's invited and you see the people kind of slowly move away from Gwen's side um and then it, it, it kind of closes with Lindsay moving at last because she hears that the party's going to be on a yacht. Uh, <laughs> and it was just a... I thought that was a really fun element for the episode, especially because, you know, it seems like some of the people that were eliminated, like, participated a little bit in the challenge, especially Heather and Trent were the big two. That, But it was just, like, a nice thing to have some of these characters come back, especially some of the early boots that we haven't seen quite a lot of or, or see what their motivations are kind of closing out the the season uh, call were you surprised to see the the return and how they played in no i mean i'm still trying to figure out the rules of how they vote for somebody like i i get them moving from one side to the other but then there's a challenge going on at the same time so somebody can explain that to me a little bit later but um i think that i mentioned this last week as well you know uh They've done a good job, especially since we went for a whole season where I kept questioning as a first-time viewer, you know, okay, so these people who are voted out, they come back, I don't remember them, you know? And then they've done such a good job over the last couple episodes, you know, starting with the Ponderosa one, and then other things from there, just little things here and there where they would drop the name of a contestant, and then seeing them here that, you know, it, it just all clicked, and I feel like everybody's character... I was able to remember here in the final episode. We got the fun little things throughout with, uh, you know, uh, some of the the other cliches where it's just one-note characters. Uh, the thing that I love the most about this, and just this will just be me loving on Heather even more as the best character in the show, is that somehow still she was driving the story of this episode. Like, it, even as the character who did not make the finale, she's still the star, and she's the one who is controlling what's happening in a weird way. Yeah, and they don't necessarily explain how, like, Heather gets back onto the island to attempt to sabotage Gwen. Of course, it's probably, you know, she found some sort of jet ski from Ponderosa, played at Losers, and got back to Camp Wawanaqua, but still... It was interesting how she was able to manage that and no explanation, just simply a plot device to get one more leg in the one versus Heather rivalries to set the stage for this finale. Jared, was the, the reveal of the eliminated returnee eliminated returnees, eliminated people what you were remembered? Was it different? Did it how did it match up? Um 
I remember there was some form of picking sides, but I didn't remember it to be um, this funny. I thought it was really well handled. I love how you mentioned how you just get this trickle of people. Like, they start off kind of even, and you just get this trickle of people moving on to um, Owen's side. I do take uh, fault with Lindsay being called a sellout. Um, <laughs> and I and I mean, why wasn't Lindsay on Owen's side to start with? Because she was going to miss him most yeah. if she left. <laughs> so a um, bit, bit of a plot flaw there. But uh, no, I think it's really good. And um, it was nice to see from so many characters the fact that the uh, jury, so to speak, has such a big role in... Um, how the episode plays out and cheering people on and sabotaging and and like what Colin said, the fact that Heather is such a major character, if not the major character of the episode, I I really loved. I I love that too with um, them being involved in this final challenge. Like again, I I still can't explain what the challenge's purpose is. Is is the challenge what wins it for them? Is it the people sitting on the benches? But being able to see them all interact, uh, you you get other characters being able to interact as well. Uh, like, you know, uh, Courtney and Duncan. It was nice to see, you know, something else with that. Uh, but then being able to see one person cheering another person on or, you know, Owen struggling, uh, you know, going up a pole and Gwen struggling going up a pole and somebody's either working with them or working against them. It, it, it's cool that it's not just a vote. This isn't just Survivor, that the people who are voted out actually do have a little bit of a way to manipulate what could potentially happen as far as a winner goes. Yeah, and there are all sorts of unanswered explanations for why certain players pick a certain side. Like, why Bridget wasn't supporting Team Gwen even after the fact, even though Bridget, Gwen, and LaShawn appeared to be good friends. Uh, why Eva supported either Owen or Gwen was so, like, even after the yacht thing, Cody, LaShawn, and Trent, we understand, have really strong connections with Gwen. Eva, I guess, doesn't like Owen, which personality-wise makes sense because Eva and Owen are pretty opposite ends of the spectrum, but they pretty much never interacted. So you never know. And the the challenge, like, was one of these things where it just like took a backdrop to all of the the relationships and all the dynamics that were taking place like it's a classic total drama island thing uh where it's like a three-part challenge like part one is, is this and then phase two is this and then phase three is that uh but it didn't matter because like you know it was just like goalposts for these you know for the episode markers like okay we're like one third away through the challenge so that means we're almost we're, we're just getting started uh and it was just so fun, like like uh, Colin, you were saying about Heather being the star of the episode. Like at the beginning, like she greased um, the flagpole for Gwen, so it made it harder. But then, like you know, that was her sabotage to Gwen. But like Trent's sort of like assistance, like by taking his shirt off to like make the pole like or to sap the grease off of it. Like so, like these ways that they had manipulated the challenge was a really cool way. Like and this, and it didn't even feel like like cheating in some way you're mm-hmm. like that's not fair like how could heather uh do that to the, it, it it all felt fair because everyone was getting help or, or hurting the other person like there was something there were these layers of sabotage and manipulation and all that kind of stuff going on so it made it really 
like compelling to like watch like how they were going to get through the situation and how they were going to move forward given everyone's involvement like given like a 22 person challenge Mm -hmm. well that's also what i think i liked about last week's episode is that it's not just as simple as well who's going to get the votes in the end you know um because let's be honest when when it comes to survivor or any big brother whatever it is where you're voting on somebody sometimes you're just picking the lesser of two evils uh if it had simply come down to that you're like oh well this person never made any enemies this makes it a little bit more complicated where you could have one person who is incredibly vindictive like heather who even if everybody else is on owen's side you know uh maybe let's say heather hated owen instead of gwen Maybe Heather's just that good enough at sabotaging. So it, it's actually a really cool idea that it would almost be interesting to see it worked into other reality shows that the people voted out have more of a say week after week after week. I mean, I could imagine like if Edge of Extinction, if it was you know something that, that instead of just continuing to have people have the chance to come back in the game, what if when you got to the jury phase all of the people on the jury each week would get to decide, we're going to give an advantage to this person. We're going to give, uh, you know, a, a disadvantage to this person. And that's what I think actually would, about this would work really well in a reality show because it brings an extra layer to it. It's not just as simple as, I want to vote for this person. And for a comedy show like this, it's even better because look at what happened last week. We had the, the most outrageous punishments imaginable, and then you had dog food. Um, you know, you could have somebody just going all out and saying, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you don't win. And they actually hold more power than if they just had one vote on their own. Yeah, that's an interesting situation. I think Survivor and Total Drama Island, for all their similarities, they're still very different realms. Total Drama, I've accepted even at a young age that this is a reality TV show parody and that there's going to be eliminations that don't make sense or unfair and there's going to be game mechanics that would never fly on Survivor but could still make especially a finale pretty interesting and we see it here this is the first season, this is the first finale we get and even though this is a reality competition in its own universe this is still a TV show and you do want to get everyone involved in the finale and they found a good way to do it without it being too focused on the eliminated players and that like just shoehorning whoever like having Noah sabotage someone yeah it didn't come down to purely Heather like despite the fact that she was the star of the episode it didn't come down to Heather saying I want Owen to win and so like she wasn't the only reason that like Owen could have won or lost like it was won or lost we'll find out in a few minutes yeah it could have been any reason that like it was all the culmination of everyone pitching in this episode that that led to the result so and that makes it even more compelling and even less quote-unquote unfair than than we could then i could then i could have even imagined can i add something else that has nothing to do with the game or how it played out which is all great but just a nice little moment here of Heather's punishment continuing even after last week. We saw her carried away on a gurney. We saw her lose her hair. And yet the fact that the only way her hair could be fixed was to give her a really bad mullet. 
was just like the extra level of punishment where it's like her punishment doesn't end with her head being shaved it actually gets worse when she has to show up in a mullet in like a full-on 80s hillbilly mullet in the final episode like that was just fantastic but apparently to a however old she is teenager a a gross mullet is better than a a shaved head yeah exactly (laughs) because she like there was one point where the, her wig, her wig flies off, and she's like distraught that she's like, "I don't have my wig. I gotta get it." Like, I would not be scrambling to pick up that wig to put on my head, but uh, probably, apparently Heather does. Mm, probably wasn't a whole lot of choice in the uh, craft services tent. <laughs> they have these are all machines the... that control little clouds. They can't have better wigs. It's skin from all the mystery meats that uh, Chef put together over the last uh, twenty-two episodes. Or scalps dead interns or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, can we talk about new interns? Because that might be my favorite moment of the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, this was a pretty interesting situation. So when both times this uh, season first aired, once in Canada and once in the United States, they had some sort of uh, fan contest where you used your Toll Drum Island Totally Interactive avatar and you got submitted to be in the finale. And I believe it was whoever either did play the most games or had the best scores or something, their avatar got picked. And that's why in both the Canadian version and the American version, you have different interns that show up on this scene and I thought that was a pretty cool way to engage the fans especially this is a situation where it aired in 2007 in Canada and 2008 in the United States so social media was still in its beginning phases and a lot of the uh, fans of this show probably weren't on social media or too young for social media so this is a pretty great safe and interesting way to get fan interaction and to just add it to another funny moment. Colin, what was the, the intern? Or could you describe the intern that you watched? Uh, did I, <laughs> I was blinking during that part of the episode. I'm actually struggling to know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> uh, what bootleg total trauma did you watch? I, I was <laughs> watching the Canadian Netflix version. All right, well, the intern was great. Uh, Jared, I agree. Fantastic. Loved it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just like, more so than anything, like, I can't remember Chris's exact quote, but him mentioning, like, yes, we have a new intern. It's like, it's the final episode, kind of get over it. We've gone through, like, so many, we needed to get a new one in for the finale. Um, it was just a really funny moment and just a nice callback to every time they bring up that the, the interns tested this challenge and inevitably they all die or get injured terribly so um it was just yeah i think really good writing and 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 nice uh that moment the fact that they used um different interns in the canadian u.s version yeah and like you said we actually saw a person it's not this like idea of like oh we have interns Mm -hmm. um because when they did it before they're like oh the interns are not available now for whatever reason so like chef you're gonna play test this challenge or something like that it was nice to finally get that moment um, and deliver on all of the Chris like torture that he does on these people. Uh, the second 
phase of the challenge, and it really there's this kind of was just like a little bit of a standstill because they were mostly standing still. Um, but they had to cross the the gorge that the intern couldn't cross because uh, whatever reason they couldn't cross it. But uh, they have to transport this egg to their side, uh, and there was not too much sabotage. But Heather decided to bring out Justin. Uh, hot Justin take his shirt off um, but Heather didn't realize that Owen's kryptonite is Justin as well um, can I just I'm say that sure. that is the best repetitive joke that we've had for Owen all mm-hmm. season like I remember the first time that came up and I think that was where I brought up the point I'm like you know Owen's more than just fart jokes like the, the, the first time they brought up the thing where it's like he said something about Justin it's like no 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 I didn't mean it like that and then it's just progressively has gotten more and more obvious that he, you know, has a strong sexual attraction to another man. Uh, the way that this time, like, it, he had a bigger reaction than Gwen. Gwen's jaw just drops. And then Owen, it was something like, you know, so beautiful, words can't even describe it. Like, it's just, that's a repetitive joke that doesn't get old. I will say I thought of you when when I was watching this episode. I was like, Colin's probably going to love this moment. <laughs> Uh-huh. I will say second best to the nature bits with Owen. I think that's, I still think that that's probably the best joke material we've got out of Owen. But the good second best, second best, better than farts and burps and eating and, and bathrooms and everything else that Owen's gross out habits are for. Yeah, and it was great to see Heather use that, use Justin's presence to slow down Gwen and then it backfires on Owen too. That's, the best parts about this, these sorts of situations where you have a schemer that thinks that they have it all figured out but it doesn't go as planned and Owen is both predictable and unpredictable in how he reacts to these challenge situations and it was great to see that happen the way it did and just a fun way of including the characters we've seen all season long like Maybe cliche stereotype Justin taking his shirt off, but it it works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does it ever work? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, sorry. Uh, especially since Justin, his character is to just be there, be the hot guy. He doesn't talk except for that first episode. To have him involved and have other characters that we have talk have made it further like DJ be silent I think that was fine hey if they get included in the episode it's more than uh, Katie and Sadie ever did this episode yeah. so. um, I mean we're, we're hey. gonna be we're gonna be doing something next week uh, which uh, we well, I don't know if we'll spoil it or not but uh, uh, I was kind of you know having to go through the season and figure out okay who is on this and who am I missing and because I was using this episode of base guide, I had somehow missed Katie and Sadie, and I went back. I'm like, those are two of the most unique characters in this. How do you not have at least one more Katie and Sadie gag? Um, I don't know. Well, it's on you, <laughs> Rossi. It's on you. I'm, it wasn't think... hard to write. Surely you just have them on opposite sides, and they can't do that. So then, one they both try to switch over at the same time. Uh, like it just writes itself really. <laughs> yeah, we've been coming yeah, up with brilliant thinking... endings all season. And you just nailed it right there, that that is the ending of a season. What's the final vote? Oh, Katie and Sadie can't be separated. All right, you just swayed the vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been the Katie and Sadie moment to have 
in this finale to have them argue over who they would support, Owen or Gwen, even though they're mostly pro-Owen in Play the Losers. But also, I noticed that KG Stadium and Tyler were the only ones that weren't mentioned positively or negatively in Gwen's big rant at the beginning of the episode, hmm. which is unfortunate writing there, but it's also pretty interesting to see Gwen just like run down everybody and how she still has problems with most of the cast. Yeah, Gwen is uh, picky on her uh, hate. Uh, we also finally get the culmination, sort of, uh, I guess, no, not sort of, definitely culmination of this ongoing cupcake i thought it was a muffin uh it looked like a muffin where... <laughs> it did. Um, maybe it was an unfrosted cupcake which is just a muffin yeah. uh, but of like this thing that heather gives to gwen uh but like she's like i don't know i didn't eat it and apparently shockingly owen saw it and wanted to eat it so she volunteered to give it to um, him and it was just another fun way of having Heather's plotting like backfire on her where she's like, I'm going to get Gwen with this, but it ends up going to Owen. And I just thought that was just really fun and really clever. And like they teased it slightly where Heather was like, why isn't the muffin? Or she said cupcake. Why isn't the (laughs) cupcake working? Um, It was just like a fun little thing that they had throughout the episode of like this little plot that she had like created, but didn't, didn't pan out. I also just want to add uh, another underrated moment for me. Um, I'll set this up with a, uh, sorry to drop in a Simpsons reference here, uh, but uh, (laughs) there's similarities between the shows. Uh, One of the best episodes or one of the best moments ever on the Simpsons was where grandpa was, uh, you know, excusing himself from the house. I'm going to go to use the outhouse. And then he walks away and everybody's just sort of quiet. And one of the kids is like, we don't have an outhouse. And Homer's just like, my tool shed. And the next shot you show is Homer hosing out the tool shed. Uh, that, that, it totally reminded me that, that in this episode where Owen's like running urgently into the outhouse. And Chris is like, not the confessional booth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, who else is going to use the confessional? Yeah. Like Owen and Gwen were in the middle of racing that final leg of the challenge unless chef had more gripes that he wanted to tell about that was another underrated moment of this finale chef was like you know you know how hard it is to cook for 22 ungrateful teenagers yeah i've less rat droppings does this look like a five-star restaurant I'm done. and then he's like i had better jobs in prison <laughs> that was a great line too <laughs> but you know what else Which lines up with Sorry, which lines up with Gwen's comment uh, two episodes ago. Why do camp cooks always look like escape criminals? <laughs> the, the the thing with the confessional, this is, you know, complete sidebar here. But um, reality shows often do it. There are certain reality shows which will do confessionals throughout an episode. Like Survivor will be one where they're doing the confessionals as the episodes are occurring. But then there's other reality shows where all confessionals are recorded at the end of the season. Like MasterChef would be an example. They film the entire season, and then they bring all the people in to do the confessionals afterwards. And now you just put the idea in my head that the reason we've got those flies swarming everywhere is because they all had to record their confessionals after the fact, after Owen had been there. I like that. Let's rewrite this. You're giving them a little too much credit for them not being behind on their sanitation of the campgrounds throughout the eight weeks of the season, (laughs) but that could... That is very viable as well. It's fun to imagine at the very least. 
Yeah, that's a good theory. Well, I mean, the, the joke even paid off in this episode alone with, you know, I'll just go jump to the point now where, like, Lashana's, like, so over Heather, even just being there, that she's, like, throws her in the confessional booth at the end of this, and it's, like, she traps her in there with, like, a twig. I don't know how that keeps Heather in there, but, like, just locks her in the confessional booth till the, like, culmination of the, the race. And it's, like, she just doesn't even know who wins, like, the cut, like, she, the winner is announced, and she's just like, wait, who won? And she's, like, trapped in the thing. Like, it, it, it paid off well in this episode, and even makes sense if you're, you know, master planning the confessionals like Colin is. <laughs> I just love that, like, Lashona's snapping point is Heather, like, calling people, like, dumb or incompetent or whatever she says. Like, of all the Heather things she's done throughout the season, it's probably the tamest thing and then Lashona being like, that's it. Like, I've, I've had enough of this girl. Um, I thought it was amazing. that It just was such, like, a, a minor moment that, that just sends Lashona over the edge. It's the dog food of insulting uh, comments. With Heather, I don't think it does much. <laughs> it's fair. Um, then, sort of, the, the last thing is this endless running. Uh, this was kind of the most annoying part of the episode for me. Because I don't know if it bothered you, but, like, they were cutting the running different ways so they would run to the right the first way and then the next time they show like and Trent running they're like running to the left so it, like made no sense in my head but maybe that was just like a me thing that was like bothered by the episode but on the whole this was just kind of annoying that the last bit was running to the finish line I don't know it just was there was nothing to show there was nothing to do it didn't really help like the the sabotaging in the play was almost done so like, um, well, it di- it just didn't end up working. This like last running bit for me. But before we get to what ending did you see? When that came up, I thought to me that's a dead giveaway. Gwen is winning this because there's no way Owen's going to win in a foot race. You know, I'll, one more thing I want to add here. We we talked a lot about okay, they obviously borrowed this from Survivor. They borrowed that, uh, and then we talked about other things where it's like, wow, they actually predated Survivor. Can we just say right now that Sash from Nicaragua got his idea of splitting the money or paying off somebody's house from Gwen saying, oh yeah, I already told Owen I'm splitting the 100000 with him if I win. Like, that, this is before Nicaragua. It's got to be before Nicaragua. Years before Nicaragua. Sash, you got this idea from Gwen. That's brilliant. Uh, well, brilliant. Mm-hmm. He didn't win, so... Um. <laughs> but we even have the 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 fabio of total drama island owen Uh, that's a good theory uh i'll give you that um (laughs) i don't agree but you came up with the idea very well (laughs) i'm just trying to imagine sash watching watching total drama island yeah (laughs) like in his final tribal council he's like as gwen once did (laughs) Um, i'm not sure it paid off uh but sort of the end, like, I guess the last bit of outside of Trent picking up the stone and trying to carry it through the end, uh, which was kind of annoying. Um, the last sort of gag that we get in the thing is Izzy's idea of making brownies or, or buying brownies or whatever she did. She stole from craft services or whatever. And then, you know getting Lindsay to to turn the fan on but uh, Lindsay turns it the wrong way so it's it blows Heather's wig off and everything uh, but then she gets it the right way and then Owen is like 
supercharged by the smell of brownies and is, is compelled to run even faster, uh, which is a callback to like literally two episodes ago with the sticky buns that we talked about where he ran faster because of that. Um, similar gag, but I, th- I thought it was, uh, it worked well and I like to see other people other than Heather have a say in who wins this season. I guess, I don't know if we should say who wins at this point or, or leave it suspense more, well, but uh, we'll leave it suspense. Do we want to just yeah. reveal it on a countdown, like three, two, one, and then we call out the name? Yeah, we can do that. That's not going to work across <laughs> Let's... four time zones. So. <laughs> well, with time zones, we're, we're talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> the audio delay. Oh, let's, okay. we could give it a try. I'll fix it in audio. Okay, you you do the countdown. All right, so we're going to count down three, two, one, and then after the one, we call out the name of the winner we saw. Are we ready? Go. Yep. Three, two, one, Owen. 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 There we go. Clean sweep. We all watched the same version. Yep. Now, now, somebody needs to explain this to me because I, I said this last week. I wasn't going to make a prediction because I remembered – one of you guys saying that there were alternate endings depending on where it was shown. I read up after seeing the Owen win how this worked, and I still don't understand it. I'm guessing certain countries get Gwen as a winner, certain countries get Owen as a winner. Um, it's a fun way of handling the show. Um, you know, I I, <laughs> I don't know how much they have to edit differently uh, in order to pull this off. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I'm saying I don't understand the rules of is it who's voting, is it who finishes first. Um, but it's a cool, you know, trick that I guess would get people interested in watching and even talking about it afterwards, which version I see. Um, I, I don't know about Owen is the winner. I, I, the version I watched made sense to me. I don't know how much is different in the version Gwen wins. I can briefly explain the, uh, Gwen ending since I watched it on YouTube after watching my version of the episode. So... It's still Izzy's using the brownies to attract Owen and sends him to running toward the finish line faster. He knocks over Gwen, and Gwen is starting to feel defeated, but Trent tries to talk her into keep keeping strong and finishing the race. Gwen is still skeptical of Trent, and but Trent and Gwen share a brief moment where they look in each other's eyes, and Gwen's like, you know what, fine, I'll give it a shot. And then the... What causes Owen to lose is that Izzy is standing in front of the finish line in this version rather than behind the finish line. So Owen tackles Izzy. He's Mm. excited about the brownies, but Jeff tells him, dude, the finish line's over there. And then before Owen can react, Gwen crosses it and Gwen wins. And the cheers are a lot more subdued because she has fewer people on her side. But then she eventually does mention that after paying for her art school tuition that she still has enough to throw a big party and invites everybody except Heather. See, I actually I, I like that ending better. And not just because I said I think that for this show it makes more sense to have Gwen win. Um, once I saw that Owen won, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Especially when you take into account everybody rallying behind Owen. You're like, okay, the popularity side of this, it does make more sense. Uh, but what I really like about that ending is it's it's what I thought was going to happen. When I was watching this episode, it wasn't like I was really leaning one way or the other. This is going to be Owen. This is going to be Gwen. But when I saw Izzy 
I maybe I was just watching it on a small enough screen that I didn't catch everything that was going on. But as soon as I saw Izzy, I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to go. He's going to tackle Izzy, and then it's going to be too far away, which is something that that seems to happen a lot in the show and challenges. It's like you think you won, but. <laughs> You were just a little bit off, or but there's a technicality. So I actually like that ending better, not just because it was what I thought it was going to happen, because I, I feel like that's that's in line with the way this show's been written throughout the season. Jared, was this episode ending just as painful as you remember? I feel like it was even worse because I knew it was coming. Um, such a letdown. What to to live in a country where Gwen wins, and also it would be amazing to live in one of those countries and be completely oblivious to the fact that there was. And alternate ending. So you just live in a world 24-7 with, with Gwen as the winner of the first season. Um, I really hate this ending in both versions because I it's that thing. It is like, I feel like it's a direct copy of like three episodes ago in like the uh, tri-legged slash tri-armed race. Yeah, especially I think I hate kind of the alternate version even more because then it is like an exact copy of, oh, go straight for the food and miss the finish line and lose the whole thing. I just feel it's lazy writing and like the, the big criticism I have of the episode is I feel the final challenge does not feel like a final challenge in terms of like its scope and magnitude. The sabotage is amazing, but like the tasks themselves are just like so boring and dull and not total drama island hype. Yeah, the only task that really interested me was the walk over the sharks and with the eagle eggs like that definitely felt total dramafied but the pull part was just pretty quick and then can you think of a less imaginative final obstacle than just a straight sprint yeah it didn't even have the the drama because like when you have like a character whose basis is i eat a lot of food and i'm fat and it's like all right like Colin said, he's like, all right, obviously, like, Gwen's going to win this. Like, oh, I can't keep up. Uh, it just, like, isn't as, a, like, it even takes all the excitement out. Like, even though at the end of the day, like, on all of our versions, like, Owen managed to run past Gwen. Like, it wasn't, like, like an exciting, like, like season two of The Amazing Race, like, where mm-hmm. it was, like, seconds away from, like, finishing. Like, it was just, like, a, a clear, like, Gwen's in the lead, and then all of a sudden Owen's in the lead, and it was just done. Like, there was nothing exciting about it. And like Jared said, it didn't feel Total Drama Island. There were way more dangerous stunts in episode one than this. Whereas Survivor has, like, a puzzle obsession, particularly in later seasons, I think Total Drama has the opposite problem. And I think, granted, a puzzle might even be worse for Owen against Gwen, but still, like, that would have been, like, a final you know obstacle and maybe like you also have both groups like giving each other advice too that would have been another way to play it but yeah it, good finale but not because of the challenges challenges were not even a factor it was everything to deal with the pe- people and the personalities like like it didn't matter um all i care about is like how interesting are the people's relationships and how crazy is the end gonna be um not as exciting as uh, we'd like, maybe because it's Owen, but... Um, and then they sort of have a bonfire ceremony. This felt very weird. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like a mini reunion. Like, like oh, everyone's here, and like Heather smells bad. And, um, and then 
he gets the traditional stereotypical big check and the final marshmallow um, or Gwen gets the final marshmallow if you're the other version um, and then they toss Chris in the lake and then everyone's like running after Chef or, or not even in the shot so <laughs> very anticlimactic ending it literally just like Chris in the lake and that's it, that's it. okay yeah that moment it was enjoyable it's like it's the least Chris deserved after eight weeks of torture, borderline abusive behavior as a TV host. But it was still, you know, it focused around like the last few players that made it for this in the season. They had that moment and then it was gone. You know, we see Gwen, Heather, Izzy, Lashana and a disappeared Lindsay uh, laugh in the distance and then cut to the credits. Colin, was it the climax you had hoped for? Um, I mean, it, it was it was fine. Uh, really, it, to me, it's fitting a survivor. You know, you, sometimes when you get to the finish, it's like, well, you're not always going to have you know this incredible finale like Palau. Uh, but um, what else are you going to do? I mean, I I, I think that. Uh, if, if you're gonna have a final episode, maybe maybe if they just did, simply didn't do that final scene, I think I do get what you're saying. You know, with, okay, so why do they have this random final scene here? You know, here's your final marshmallow. Uh, maybe just do that as part of it. Like to me, this should have just ended with you're the winner, and, and I think he had a, a good line about I'm a one hundred thousand dollar millionaire or something yeah. like that. Like whatever the line was, it was totally butchered. It that would have been a great final line. And just leave it at that. Maybe you don't need this. You know, very 80s sitcom ending of uh, throw him in the lake and everybody's pointing, laughing on a freeze frame. <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, yeah, but it didn't bother me. It's just I, I do agree that I think that you could have just ended this with the win. Right. Yeah, that would have been totally fine, too. I do like that moment, though, so it could have been there. And I think, you know, have him just sign off like, oh, my hair, uh I guess, you know, congratulations, Owen. Yeah. This has been total drama island. And then, yeah, that's good. Jared, I feel like and- they could have handled it better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mind the final marshmallow because I feel like it's a callback to the really cringy, like, early days of Survivor. We're at the actual, like, reunion uh, after revealing the winner where Jeff would, like, snuff the final torch, which is, it was always weird and I didn't like but um, I feel like this is, like, a direct parody of that. Um, but I feel like they could have gone even further and, and, like, where was the, like, pan back? And, oh, no, they're not actually at Camp Wawanaka. They're back at the studio, and this is their <laughs> camp bonfire set. And look, there's Owen's <laughs> family in the front row. I just feel like that could have been a really fun moment, um, and they could have had, like, these really interesting characters we don't hear for, but, but just, like, the family members... Um, I think would have been fun, maybe too on the nose, but um, that's how I would have ended it. But I do agree. It just, it's really weird. Um, I don't mind like the throw, like Chris in the lake, but then like the fact that we just like literally zoom out from them just chasing chef around and like, that's it. It it doesn't feel like it's like a big payoff. Um, Yeah. Like advertise the next season in this episode. I don't know. They're just, they just, they could have done more. Uh-huh. Well, I guess they didn't have a dramatic ending because there's more episodes to come. Uh, yeah. 
so I guess to touch on that as a sort of podcasting point, uh, this was the end of the finale episode, so there's no more competition this season. Uh, well, I can't even say that. Um, but the Total Drama Island is kind of officially done. We're going to be moving on to the next episode, which is this like special bonus episode, which will lead us into uh, eventually potentially covering Total Drama Action next season. Uh, but between that uh, Total Drama Action season and the, the end of this one, we're going to do a season wrap-up. So we're going to talk about everything in the season, see how everything went, talk about all the characters, and and maybe have information about you know what's going to happen in, in Total Drama Island or action. So some sort of speculations and things there. Not, maybe not from Ivan because he probably knows it all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of the end of this. But before we finish this, we have to rate this episode. Uh, so Colin, are you going to buy Rent or Bin? No, I'm buying it. I think it's it's a fun episode. Um, there's very few things to complain about with it. It was different than I expected it to be. Uh, and it, it kind of has me excited with how many ways they can uh, play with this format for future seasons. Uh, uh, Ivan, buy Rent Bin? Yeah, I'll buy it. You have Owen, who is the most positive force on the show and the least strategic player, probably the longest odds to get um, to the finale from a uh, in-universe perspective, from a uh, edgic perspective, probably one of the most obvious choices to be in the finale. And then you have Gwen, who didn't want to be here, had issues with so many players, like dealt with Heather's crap for eight weeks and still managed to get the finale, I think. That in and of itself made it enjoyable. Uh, some of the challenges could have been better or much better, really. But overall, we got some loose ends tied up, got some nice good moments, and it was a nice end to the competitive season. Jared? Um, I'm really tossing up between rent and buy. But I think based on the first um, 80% of the episode, I will uh, give it a buy. I feel like it's an unsatisfying conclusion um, in either version um, that you watch. So, um, but, I, but I'll buy it anyway because I do think the interaction before that is great. And as a Heather fan, um, it's really nice to have her just as like the star of the episode again. I guess it'll be a clean sweep because I'm gonna. You bought it, right, Jared? I didn't just make that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I think, despite the fact that the ending wasn't optimal, even I'm not even talking. Oh, when I'm just meaning like literally, the ending of the episode was just not that great. It was just like a fun episode. I was like, it was it just sped watching it. Like I, it was such a quick watch, and uh, it it's a great it's a great episode despite the lackluster challenge and and everything that was going on it was just a fun episode and felt very uh, on its character side very total drama island <laughs> and colin you want to do we want to tease the or what we're doing next like i know i tease the episodes but do we want to tease our thing or no oh like what outside of total drama no, what I else meant we have the thing that we worked on our prediction Oh, yes. So, I mean, you, you can kind of explain what it is, because uh, I just sort of put together a list, but uh, I'm guessing from your description of this, this is 
returning contestants that uh, we expect will be on the next season. Yes. Um, so Colin, Jared, and I, uh, uh, hi, honest, hi, we didn't even ask you because I'm assuming you probably know who's on the next yeah. season. Uh, <laughs> I do. So the three of us did our predictions for the amount for although we're technically a little unsure of how many people are on next season based on Wikipedia confusing us, but um, we made predictions for who we think will be on the next season's cast, given a certain number we kind of all worked around. And we made sure it was done in prep before next episode, because I think they tease, if not all, some of the people that are going to be revealed. So we wanted to make sure we got it in time. So next episode, when we recap that special bonus uh, competition episode, we will reveal our our predictions for who's going to supposed to be on total drama action for next season and it'll be fun to see how on or off we all are mm-hmm. especially colin <laughs> but i mean we have how many that were we have here for what this season 22 20, yeah. yeah okay but we're, we're only picking of the ones like how many carried over yeah out of right. the the number that jared pulled up uh, who from this yeah. season will be cast okay, for so, next season and we'll do that next. I think we got pretty good odds just based on the numbers of landing at least a few of them Call, you'll at least get one I guarantee it I will <laughs> uh, Ivan already has all of them so Ivan got 100% um, <laughs> we'll see who can get close to that next episode um, but yeah that that's it Colin tease what's coming on the Oz Network uh, so, you may have already heard the first episode by now, or you may be hearing it after this goes up, but this week uh, we are finally able to get back on to regular movie recaps because Bill and Ted Face the Music is actually coming out. Uh, I think it's coming out uh, on demand in America, it's coming out on demand and in theaters here in Canada this week, this Friday, so... Uh, ben and I are going to be recapping the first movie, which you may have already heard or you may be hearing shortly. And then we kind of have something fun because the second one, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Rossi and Jamie and I recapped that years ago before Bill and Ted, when Bill and Ted Face the Music was still just in discussions and hadn't even been made yet. And uh, we're going to kind of be replaying that episode for you with some new comments from me and Ben. So kind of a new look at a revisit our first ever revisited revisited episode that we're doing uh as well um i'm guessing by the end of the week we're gonna have a early review for some people of christopher nolan's new movie tenet because uh that as well i think is is coming out in some theaters wherever theaters are open next week the first week of september but here in canada it's opening on wednesday i think 24 hours from now uh so uh, even if it's just me i will record maybe ben and i will actually be able to see that and to give a spoiler-free review for uh, anybody who could potentially be waiting months before they get to see this movie in theaters, because they're only releasing in theaters. Sounds exciting, and obviously stay tuned for all of our Total Drama Island, or Total Drama, I don't even want to say Island anymore, because we're going to be finishing the season, but uh, yeah. our Total Drama uh, coverage, uh, whatever it may be, or you know, as we progress into Total Drama action, and maybe beyond, who knows, <laughs> we got to get through action first. Um, but yeah, stay tuned to all things, but you'll hear that on the exit uh, outro as Ben explains it to you. Um, Colin, good to have you back. Good to be back. Thank you. I mean, I've, I've been able to be here for the majority of the season, and this is one episode I couldn't miss. Uh, Ivan, good to have you back. Yep, thank you. Thanks for having me on the, 
finale episode as well. It's always fun to wrap up a season with these shows. And Jared, you outlasted me. You made every appearance on every single episode of the show. So uh, thank you for being the staple. Woohoo! No problem. It's 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 been enjoyable. And yeah, that's it. Uh, this is the end of the episode. The most spectacular recap yet. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. <laughs>